The difference between misery and joy is the control you have over your emotions, and it's a skill that most people lack. The most powerful lesson you can learn is how to master your feelings. And the sooner you do it, the better relationships, success, and peace you'll have. So, let's learn how to do it. In this video, we're going to be learning all about how you master your emotions, improve your emotional intelligence, and control your feelings so that you can level up in life. And as always, this video will be structured. But before we jump right into it, I wanted to mention that today's video has been brought to you by Epidemic Sound. Now, I get a ton of messages asking how I edit my YouTube videos, and Epidemic Sound has had a huge role in the quality of the content that I put out. If you're a YouTuber, you're trying to get into it, then you know the struggle of trying to put music into your content to level it up and add the right vibes, but it always gets copyrighted or taken down. Then you try and search royalty-free music on YouTube and it's the worst music you've ever heard, let's be real. And this is where Epidemic Sound saved me when I was editing videos a few months back. They have an enormous library of music and sound effects that is perfect for every creator to use. It's fully copyright-free, royalty-free, perfect to use on all social media platforms, even podcasting. Just the range of sound effects they have on their platform will instantly elevate your content, whether you're into comedy, whether you do advice videos like me, whether you're more into vlog content. And so the quickest way that I make my videos engaging and instantly hook my viewers' attention is by using zoom effects and pairing it with sound effects and music at the start and, and sometimes in the middle of my videos, as you guys see all the time. So if you want one less thing to stress about when creating content online, then you can sign up to have a free 30-day trial with Epidemic Sound. Chapter one, understanding emotional intelligence because you can't master it until you fully know what it means to have it. So what is emotional intelligence? Well, the basic definition is the ability to understand and manage your own emotions as well as recognize and influence the emotions of those around you. And this is the perfect time for a disclaimer. A lot of people get it twisted and feel bad when they have negative emotions or feel like they have to get rid of it. It is completely normal. In fact, you should be grateful as a human being to be able to experience the full spectrum of emotions, the lessons it teaches you, the experiences it gives you, how you grow from it, how you learn to deal with it. It is completely okay and natural to get upset and angry and even jealous sometimes. So emotional intelligence isn't about erasing these emotions, but instead learning how to manage them when they arise and managing the effect that it has on you and your life. So let's go through the characteristics of a person with high emotional intelligence. They do not criticize, they do not judge. They don't monopolize a conversation and spend the entire time talking about themselves. They don't try to minimize themselves and engage in victim mentality. They are open-minded, they always wanna learn and they're flexible in their opinions. They're not too stubborn. They forgive others and themselves. They communicate, they don't engage in silent treatment or resorting to being passive aggressive. They are self-aware, they are responsible, and they hold themselves accountable when they know that they too can mess up. They only work on what they put out rather than constantly focusing on everyone else's actions, how everyone else is messing up and making mistakes and hurting them. They are empathetic and compassionate. And finally, they focus on healthy venting as opposed to emotional dumping. This looks like venting to someone about how you feel, maybe about a difficult situation, maybe someone hurt you, but not judging and criticizing the other person. Not talking about this to get the other person to feel sorry for you, but instead working together to find the solution to that problem. Not using this as an opportunity to gossip or make that person out to be a villain. Whereas emotional dumping is a lot about victim mentality, saying that your life is so hard, everyone else is out to get you. We're not doing that. 
And so to finish off this first chapter and help you fully understand, we're going to bring back our girls, Lola and Athena, to fully show you what the difference between these two people look like. Lola has low emotional intelligence. So she says things like, oh, I know, right? She does it all the time. I swear to God, it's like she actually enjoys trying to get on my nerves. Like she just wakes up every day and wants to be annoying. Like what's her problem? Oh my God, it was just a joke. Why are you so offended? Don't be so sensitive. Um, no, I'm not wrong. Don't Turn this on me okay i'm the one who's hurt here i'm the one that's calling you out on your behavior how dare you try and make this about me all of a sudden it's all your fault and you're the one who needs to change not me no listen guys i want to go over there and do that activity at this time no come on it will be fun just change your schedule because i really want to do this right now Eesh. whereas athena has high emotional intelligence so she sounds a lot like <sighs> everything is really overwhelming me at the moment I just need to take a break to just sit with it and I'll be back when I'm ready oh my god I'm so sorry I didn't mean to offend you no I would never want to hurt you I clearly just I didn't think about how that would have come across but I totally get it and I won't make that mistake again okay yeah I get what you're saying and that is my fault I should have communicated that differently but you did hurt me when you said that yesterday so I'd appreciate if you didn't make that comment again Okay guys, there's that activity that I really wanted to do. Can we see what time suits everybody's schedules and then we can plan accordingly? You see the difference? People with high emotional intelligence are a lot kinder, more empathetic and compassionate. They take other people's feelings and thoughts into consideration. It's not all about them. Whereas people with low emotional intelligence are more selfish because they're constantly thinking about themselves rather than how their actions actually impacts everybody else around them. People with low emotional intelligence tend to have a victim mindset and they have an external locus of control. And this means that they think everything happens to them and they don't actually have much control over what happens in their life which is what constantly makes them think that their life is so hard and that everything revolves around them and everyone is out to get them people with high emotional intelligence like athena understand that difficult things happen people will get on her nerves she'll be upset she might get angry and lash out but ultimately she's doing the best she can to lower that take a step back journal about her emotions so that she can manage the reaction she gives to other people Chapter two, mastering your emotions in social settings. This chapter is all about learning empathy, learning how to control your reactions and how you treat everybody in your social circle. The first step is to stop taking everything personally. This is really gonna help you if you're dealing with haters, bullies, people who are just trying to give you a hard time. The sooner that you realize everyone is just projecting and everything they say or do is actually a reflection of what's going inside them and what's going on in their lives, the sooner that you will have peace in your life. Like, happy people don't hurt people. So now at least you can stop being hurt because you know it's all about them. It does not define you, your worth, or what you deserve. Instead, now you start pitying that person because imagine being that miserable with your life that you want to project all your insecurities and be jealous and make shady-ass comments to other people. I would never want to do that. I love me. I'm confident. I love my life. I'm happy and fulfilled. So that's just sad. And you can say what you want about me and I'm never going to get angry. Because honey, you clearly already have so much pain in your life. I won't bother you by adding to that. Emotionally intelligent people do not let others ruin their day. No one teaches us that we actually have the power and control over these things. It's so normalized to be like, if someone says something to you, of course you're going to be upset and blah, 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 blah. Why do you have to be upset? You can choose how you want to respond to it and how you want to feel about it. If you constantly feed this narrative to yourself where you're like, oh, if my mom nags me one more time today, it's going to ruin my day. If that happens to me one more time, I'm going to be so upset. If my coworker acts like that again, I'm going to flip out. And therefore you end up having a rubbish day because that's what you keep 
feeding to yourself. Unplanned, disappointing things happen to every single one of us every single day. And there is not one thing you can do to prevent any of that from happening to you. But you can change the narrative of these situations. And you do this by creating a separation between you and the other person. Your actions are not a reflection of me. Anything you say about me does not reflect my true authentic character because you don't know me, you'll never understand me and I'm the only person on this entire planet that actually will. You're basically just doing guesswork right now and you're very far off. Another person cannot hurt you if you have the confidence, resilience and the emotional boundaries in place to understand that it's not about you and therefore it can never get to you. This is something I've struggled with for a long time, especially with my family. I feel like I've always lacked a lot of patience with them and it's something that I'm continuously trying to work on. And in trying to solve this problem, I feel like I've come up with the best solution and now I'm applying this to every other situation in my life. And this is to give people the benefit of the doubt. People are not trying to hurt you. They're not trying to get on your nerves. And I think a lot of people can relate to my situation when I say, when our parents are doing something that we don't like or crossing a boundary or whatever, we instantly get annoyed and we lash out because we think you don't respect our boundaries and you're doing this and this and this because you're trying to make my life harder and you're purposely ignoring everything I say to try and be annoying and you just don't understand me as a person or respect me. There are so many ways you can spin it. For example, I have always lived with my grandparents and throughout my teenage years especially I started harboring a lot of resentment because they were very overprotective I didn't live a normal teenage life I wasn't allowed to go to the house parties I was invited to I never really got close friends in high school because I never left the house I couldn't express myself or wear the clothes that I wanted to wear like everybody else was doing I couldn't go to the park I couldn't take the bus while I can acknowledge that that wasn't the right thing for them to do because it wasn't fair on me and it meant that I was held back from a lot of experience experiences that I wish I had, I'm not going to blame them because they weren't doing that to purposely hurt me. Same with everybody else's parents. They were acting based on the way that they were raised and the life experiences that they have had. At the end of the day, majority of our family members always have our best interest in heart. They want us to stay safe and loved no matter what. So sometimes they might act irrationally, but they are doing the best they can with the resources they had at that time. Resources, whether it's money or knowledge or wisdom. So now knowing that, I try to remember that every single day. So even when my family members barge into my room when I'm busy doing something when I've told them a million times to knock, or when I'm trying to tell my family members good news and their response is to only point out all of the bad things that could go wrong. I realize they're not trying to do it to take that moment away from me, they're trying to do it out of protection, to try and make sure that I've taken all things into consideration. The list goes on, and this is not to justify when people cross your boundaries. Of course, that's not okay, and you should continue trying to communicate it and strengthen the relationship with your loved ones, whether we're talking family, friends, partners, but this is more about helping you control your emotional reaction so you're not placing so so much blame and creating a story about how much this person wants to hurt you or make your life harder because that is the thing that makes that anger come out. So the next time somebody says something that's kind of insensitive or they nag you or they say something that's very triggering and you can feel the anger building up and you want to lash out and you want to say something, you're going to take a pause and you're going to think what is the best reaction that is actually going to serve me and help educate this person so they don't say that thing again. 
so then we can put this situation to rest because if you start arguing and if you raise your voice they're instantly going to become defensive and then you're not actually getting to the root of the problem which is I don't like it when you do this and step number three your social skills the overarching theme of this step is to always lead with kindness because when you do you'll lessen your strong emotional reactions to many situations but with this I want to talk more specifically about making jokes. I don't agree with making mocking jokes about anybody. I have never seen the point of it. I'll never find it funny because you never know what somebody is going through. You don't know what fight people are putting up with every single day in here and you don't want to be the person to make a stupid comment that pushes them over the edge. For a while it used to upset me as to why it's not most people's first natural instinct to lead with kindness and compassion and then I realized I haven't done that my whole life. As a child, as a teenager, I think even in university, I used to judge and I used to criticize and I would justify making mean comments if that person hurt me first. But as I've grown older, I've realized you can only ever control what you put out. And if you think about yourself, the way that you leave your house every single day to get on with the day and you go out with a smile and you try to act like you've got everything together and you try to be polite to other people and put on your best face to go out into the world and yet, you have all of these insecurities on the inside. You have all of this anxiety. You're overthinking everything you say before you say it. You're thinking about that bad thing that happened last night. You're worried about doing that really scary task tomorrow. You're constantly hiding all of your sensitivities and your traumas. Guess what? Every single person is doing the exact same thing. And yet none of us have realized every other person on this planet is just as complicated as we are. So yes, they might do or say stupid things at times, but you don't know about the specific life experiences and trauma that led them to doing that. Because if you did, if you fully understood them or tried to lead with some compassion, then you wouldn't hate and you wouldn't misjudge or criticize or gossip. And you wouldn't lash out or shout or get angry or jealous. Everyone is trying to do the best they can every single day. Your local Local barista, the cashier at your supermarket, that stranger you sat next to on the train. And that's what you should remember the next time you're about to engage in road rage or criticize service staff or yell at your siblings. Chapter three, mastering your emotions when it comes to yourself. So we're gonna be talking a lot about self-awareness and self-soothing in this chapter. Let's start with self-soothing because this will save you from making those impulsive decisions that you're gonna regret later. Stuff like, I just can't stop thinking about him. It's time to send him that paragraph in my notes. Self-soothing is all about being there for yourself and managing your emotional reaction. So really you're doing yourself a favor in the long run. This is the time to take a step back, sit with your feelings, Process them so then you can let them go ASAP. Journaling is the first way to do this. Everyone always asks me, how do I journal? I can't get into it, yada, yada, yada. I do have an entire video tutorial on how to, but you don't need a tutorial. You don't, especially when it comes to a step like this. When it comes to self-soothing, you're gonna get any piece of paper, you're just gonna write everything down. There can be spelling mistakes, you can talk in slang, you can use abbreviations, but you can write down anything. You can use swear words. This is just about transferring your thoughts onto paper so that then you can have a clearer mind. Being annoyed at others and wanting to vent is normal. That's an okay reaction. And if you're not ready to ask a friend for advice to help you reach the solution yet, and you just wanna keep talking about it so that you can let it go, my favorite thing to do is grab your camera, hit record, and talk as if you're on FaceTime to your bestie. You can say anything you want. No one's ever gonna hear you. And it just means you feel like you're having a conversation and you're letting it all out without having to emotionally dump on anybody else. The next step to this is self-validation. Accept the feeling. This person said this thing to me and now I feel really upset. Like I genuinely feel like I'm on the verge of tears. 
that's okay. That doesn't make you sensitive. You don't need to develop a thicker skin. It's completely okay to cry and feel sensitive if people say something mean to you. So you know what you're gonna do? You're gonna validate that emotion. It's okay that I'm feeling like this. I'm not gonna beat myself up for being affected by that shitty thing that that person did, but now I'm gonna give myself what I need. Oh, they ignored me? That's fine. I'm gonna celebrate myself. They misunderstood me? That's fine. I will understand myself. They didn't listen? That's fine. I'll be my own therapist. Showing up for yourself is the highest act of self-love and unfortunately it's not very normalized and it might even sound weird to have conversations with yourself and kind of save yourself from these situations but I've been doing it for such a long time and I've never been more at peace. And the second part of this chapter is all about self-awareness. This is about acknowledging your impact on others and not immediately placing external blame. And this level of self-awareness comes very easily if you have some self-confidence. If you have a strong self-image and strong self-worth, then it's not that hard to admit and acknowledge, I messed up. I made a mistake, I shouldn't have done that or said that, and I hold my hands up, I shouldn't do it again. Because at the end of the day, I am confident in my heart and my pure intentions for other people and the fact that I would never intend to hurt anybody else. Therefore, I'll be the first to admit when I mess up. Because I know my mistakes do not define me. Like, yeah, I know I overreacted or I got moody, but that's okay. I'm going to learn from it and now I'll get better. If you're insecure or a people pleaser or you're constantly trying to prove something because you need to gain other people's approval, then you'll lack self-awareness. You're too afraid that people will disapprove or judge you for making mistakes when it's completely normal. Another really important step that comes with self-awareness is realizing that so many people love to vilify others. People are so obsessed with being the victim in a situation and making somebody else the villain of that story so that then they can talk about it to everybody else and that they are the hero. What other people do is none of my business. Oh, okay, so she said this and she shouldn't have or she did that crazy thing that nobody can believe. So what, okay? None of my business, I don't care. I'm gonna keep it pushing with what I put out and what I can control. I know I'm gonna hurt people and I'm gonna make mistakes without intending to. And that's okay because I'm gonna consistently learn from it and grow from it. So I'm not gonna engage with the emotion of guilt or shame. And the fourth and final chapter, seven mindset shifts you can start using today so that you can officially have the best emotional intelligence. Step number one, who are you when you don't get your way? When you are having the worst day, the weather's bad, everyone's ignoring you, your plans got canceled, you're not feeling yourself, how do you act? Are you rude? Are you extra snappy? You're not as kind. You don't smile at strangers in the street, you cancel out on those plans. That is a reflection of your character. As I said before, it's not what other people say about you, it's how you act on a daily basis, especially on the days that you don't get your way. Because it's easy to be happy and kind and compassionate and smiley when the weather's good and when you got your way. And when you really deep this for a second, you're gonna become so much more conscious of how you behave on a daily basis. How much gratitude are you showing? How much kindness and love are you putting out into the world even when you don't receive it back? And most importantly, how can you start to build up emotional resilience that when things go unplanned, which is normal and is going to happen regardless, how are you gonna show up to that situation? How are you gonna let it impact you? And how are you gonna face that problem and continue on throughout your day showing up as your best self? Mindset shift number two, stop romanticizing your sadness. Yes, that's right, I'm calling you out, okay? Because you get sad and then you're like, oh, let me listen to some Adele. Oh. 
Let me put on my favorite sad movie so I can ever cry. Oh, let me replay the situation in my head over and over and over again and then make up scenarios about that situation to help me fall asleep at night. You just love victimizing yourself, don't you? And I get it because we all do it, okay? We start fetishizing our sadness. Weirdly, dwelling in your negative emotions is like a guilty pleasure in the moment, but all you're doing is prolonging that state of negative emotion. But instead, in order to be emotionally mature, you're gonna focus on motivating yourself to get back up again. You're gonna take time to feel the emotions and process them and then know at the end of this, you will be okay, you will get through it and you will carry on as normal, if not better than before because you hit rock bottom and then you learn how to get back up and get through it. You will reassure yourself that that negative emotion is temporary, that it will pass and it does not determine how the rest of your day or life will go. For example, when I've gone through a breakup, of course I'm sad and I'm crying and I'm in my feels. You need that time to validate your emotions and sit with them and process them, but you can't be stuck there forever. Okay, so I've cried over the last few days. Now I'm gonna delete Adele out of my library and I'm gonna make a motivational post-breakup playlist, like baddie tunes, living single life, okay? My favorite tunes are Riding Solo by Jason Derulo, Successful by Ariana Grande, Single Ladies by Beyonce, and I'm listening to all of this music and it's hyping me up and helping me release all of that serotonin and instantly my mood is improving. Then I'm gonna write a list. What is my life gonna look like? Let me script it out, let me manifest, let me write a list as to why that relationship wasn't supposed to work out and why it's in my best interest and so I can change the narrative of what should be a sad situation into something that is working in my best interest. Let me start scheduling fun things in my calendar to do now that I'm single and I have all of this free time. That same process applies to all situations. Mindset shift number three, remember that it's all about discipline. When a difficult emotion is arising, the first thing you need to do is ask yourself, is this serving me? Okay, so this person's being really annoying and they're triggering me and I feel like I wanna argue and get confrontational. Is that in my best interest? Is that how my higher self would act? Is that reaction going to get me my desired result? Is that going to fix the problem? Is it going to get me closer to where I wanna be in life? If the answer is no, which it most definitely is, then pause, take a step back, and reflect on what is in your best interest. Maybe it's cutting that person off, that's completely okay. Maybe it's taking a day to be silent and just think about it. Maybe it's communicating to them what the problem is and fixing it at the root, like I said before. Ultimately, this is a very important skill. It's a form of discipline. It's teaching yourself to take a pause and not act on your ego or give that emotional reaction the power and the voice that you can control instead. Mindset shift number five, question it until you can answer it. So you feel scared, anxious, or triggered. What am I really feeling? Is it the thing that person said? Or have I just been generally feeling kind of down recently? How would have I preferred the situation to go? What can I do to fix it? What will help me feel better in this moment? How can I prevent this situation from happening again? And that way, a situation has just happened where you could have normally gotten very overly emotional about it, but instead you questioned it and you're getting to the root of it. And that way you can be more practical about it. Mindset shift number five, the art of silence. And no, I don't mean silent treatment. This is about actually listening to what the other person is saying, observing what they're doing before you choose to react. In this time, you're gonna put yourself in their shoes. You are gonna try and justify their behavior as to why they're acting like that. And why they're not out to get you or hurt you, but why their life experiences and their lessons may have put them in that situation with you. Because at the end of the day, everyone is doing something that they feel is right based on their own experiences. And learning this has saved me so many times. Mindset shift number six, start writing down 
everything that you're grateful for. This is a daily practice of mine and so many other people that are obsessed with leveling up their lives, becoming more positive and happier. This is gonna ground you and keep you present rather than constantly focusing on everything that's going wrong which only breeds your anxiety and which will only grow your misery long-term. It is so easy to find even three small things every single day that you can be thankful for. The food you ate, the fresh air you experienced, the sun that came out. And lastly, mindset shift number seven, learning the difference between emotional immaturity and emotional maturity. To go from being emotionally immature to emotionally mature, this is what we do. To go from having that external locus of control and thinking, life happens to me, to I am the controller of my own destiny and I decide how I react to things and which way my life is gonna go. And going from, oh my God, I can't believe they did that. Everyone is so rude to me. Why does no one respect me and always mistreat me? Everybody is responsible for their own behavior and their own actions. It is a reflection of themselves and I am guarded by this safe little bubble of my own self-worth and confidence that nobody else can penetrate that. Is going from criticizing and gossiping about others to being extremely conscious about how you speak about other people because you never know what they're going through and you're never gonna fully understand them so who are you to judge and finally it's going from basing your actions on how other people treat you to having the discipline where you know it's your choice how you respond to situations and carry yourself and that brings us to the end of this video wow I actually love today's video it felt very refreshing to speak about I really hope you learned some new things if you did comment down below and let me know because I love reading through all of your comments remember that you can buy all of my jewelry on my website it's in the description and follow me on Instagram so that we can be besties and I will see you in the next video. I appreciate you. Thanks for watching and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.